Welcome everyone to another episode of The Soap. Uh, this episode we're going to be talking about Far Cry Primal. I've got our guest on the show, Mike. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Unwenja. Now, Far Cry Primal, I've played a lot of Far Cry, but Far Cry Primal is one of the ones I haven't actually played. So it's going to be a lot of you, Mike, telling everyone about what to expect, okay. what we need to know about this game. Now, it is a little bit old now, I guess. Uh, we're going back to, what, 2016 for when this came out? Mm -hmm. I think... Uh, yeah, the consoles first, and then the PC came later. When did you start playing this? Classics never die. Uh, when did I start playing this? I played it probably about two years ago. Fuck. Wow. And I think you've got my copy. Uh, so how are you playing it? Well, I bought a, <laughs> bought another one. Um, it, was cheap, <laughs> it was cheap. Okay, it was cheap. Don't judge me. Uh, I quite liked it when I first played it because it was... It was Far Cry, but a different Far Cry than what we've seen before. So I was like, yes, I like this. And actually, a funny story, I'll just go off on a tangent here. Uh, about about several months, well, several months ago, I went into a internet cafe in the city because I was waiting for a friend because we were going to catch up and do some beers. And I was like, well, I'm just, oh, just oh, a few hours waste. So then... I went into this underground Asian-esque bloody uh, internet cafe, and I was like, oh, I'll just play some games. And, like, none of the games would fucking work because I just did no idea what I was doing, and except Far Cry Primal. So I was like, you know what, let's play this. And then, like, uh, a few months um, from now, like, past, we know, whatever, I went and bought it. I was like, hey, I'm going to play some more Far Cry. So, yeah, that's the story of how I jumped back into Far Cry Primal. And I've been playing it really ever since. Yeah, and that's why we're doing this episode. I've seen you playing a fair bit of it. Yep. I believe you've even uh, maybe shown your daughter a little bit of it. Yeah, tell you. That's a funny story. I was playing the game and she kind of crept in and she's like, what are you playing? And it, I mean, this is, this is fucking my primal, not that bad in terms of blood and gore and bullets and blowing up and shit. So I was like, all right, well, you just you just watch. And so she started to watch and then she started to pick up stuff and as kids will do, and you'll figure this out eventually, they think that you don't know anything, and so they start telling you, oh, there's a thing there, you got to do this, and you got to go there, and you got to do... I'm like, I know! I know! I play the game! I know! Hush! And and then she would... Um, I would, you know, she kept watching, she kept, you know, and then I was like, well, here, you can... You play a bit, and you just go from A to B, from this, this location, this location, because my second time around playing, I'm trying to do all the mini mini missions and whatever you'll find in the games. So then she started to, um, yeah, and then she had no, no idea how to do combat. I slowly taught her into combat, and so now she can, she runs around and she um, rides the beasts and kills the people. It's a little bit scary, because when she, you know, shoots somebody in the head or whatever, she's like, yeah, headshot! And um, <laughs> there's a mechanic we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this later. There's a mechanic where you have, like, an owl, and uh, it drops bombs and stuff. 
and then she'll be like, if I'm doing it, and she'll be like watching, she'll be like, kill him, kill him, get him in the head, use bees, he'll die to death, he'll get stung to death, kill him. And I'll be like, I'll be like, what? <laughs> like, calm down. <laughs> and she's like, shoot him with this beer. the moment you realize you screwed up? Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I kind of hid all my weapons in the room now, so she can't get them. <laughs> One day you'll just wake up and she's there with <laughs> yeah. some bees. She'll be, and... she'll be speaking in the language. She'll be like, blah, 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 and I'll get a spear <laughs> in the throat. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk the actual game and that. Mm. Now, Far Cry Primal is all about being primal, going back to primal times. Stone Age. She called it, my daughter said, Stone Age. Are we playing the Stone Age game? I said, it's called Primal. She's like, Stone Age game? I'm like, it's Primal. Primal. She's like, Stone Age game. I'm like, yes, it's a Stone Age game. Fuck. So how far back are we going? When's this game set? Uh, technically, what? You're looking around about um, in the 10,000 BC kind of era. You know that movie, the 10,000 BC? It's kind of like that, but better. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, it was, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't done that really where you do a main jump from the Far Cry games, which is modern day-ish, to something far back. Far back. Like, um, I mean, technically, it's like the Neanderthals or the, uh, if we want to be specific here, you know, the Upper Paleolithic, uh, Mesolithic period, which is like the Stone Stone Age, more or less, you know, where stones becoming refined tools. Yep. And um, as you as you'll see in the games, and you'll be able to upgrade your weapons, so it'll be like a typical bone club, and then you'll be able to upgrade it into something a bit more sturdier and you can start to kind of see the evolution of the weapons and it's cool and you're like yeah my spear is better than your spear and you're like yeah so so is it like a real place that they've gone like have they found like this data on like this old ancient place and they've used that or have they just made all of this up so well i mean it's a fictional place um the 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 place the land you are fighting in or whatever is called oros or Oros or i don't know how it's just oros um, which is kind of like, uh, well, if you read into it, he talks about like Central Europe and Northeast Italy, parts of it. To me, sometimes it reminds me of the California Redwoods because there is, is, you've got frozen tundra to the north. You've got like desertish kind of area to the, call it south, um, rocky area to the, let's call it east. Um, and then like this really green, uh, fertile place with really huge trees like you know how you see in those old pictures of trees is like five meters wide it's trees like that it just reminds me very much of these old california redwood pictures of the you know just huge trees and planet of the apes and stuff yeah so it's um yeah it's it's done well where it's you know different different environments in one game do you feel it's believable like would you imagine this is how it was like back then uh yeah, I could say so. It's done well. Like the costume designs of the characters is is done fairly well. I mean, it's simple to work with. It's all furs and and leather straps and stuff. Nothing kinky, but uh, it's all solid. <laughs> <laughs> it's all solid, kind of you know barbarian esque, you know Conan. Yeah. Uh, people wearing loincloths. I mean, the only issue I had with it was where. Like you go to the frozen north and <laughs> north, um, winter's coming. Uh, you know, you, you, you'd have to get yourself, one of the missions was to make winter clothing, right? So you'd go around and you pick up, you know, gear or you, you kill animals for fur and stuff. And so you go, yep, cool, I'm no problem. Because if you didn't have like uh, winter clothing, you would slowly, slowly freeze. You'd have a little bar that would slowly go down and you'd start to be shaking and freezing and eventually die. 
And so you think, okay, I'm rugged up. I've got like, you know, pants on. I've got fucking a jacket on and shit. I'm good. But then you go around to the little minor characters and the NPCs, and they're running around with like bear shirts and like maybe a hooded jacket and like uh, like a hot pants, hot pant furs. And you're like, um, this is supposed to be fucking cold weather here, and you're wearing hot pants. Like, you know, get fucked. <laughs> it's it's no, you you know, that's one of the little gripes I have with that is the yeah. is that it was not exactly you know, I mean you know these guys are making games. What do I know? But uh. You you would wear hot pants like you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't wear hot pants. You'd have proper clothing, and no one really was doing that. The villains of the one of the north areas is huge dudes, and you can kind of they run around mostly half naked, and you're like, yeah, cool, because he's fucking big. But these other people that were your allies more or less um, were wearing fucking hot pants and like a jacket. It's like you know the women of today where they wear hot pants and a puffy jacket. You're like, fuck. So is crafting like a big thing in this game? Oh, like yeah. you mentioned it, you had this one mission where you could do it. Is that just like for a one mission or is it a core mechanic of the game? No, that is one of the core mechanics. So in most Far Cry games and in most other games, you'll do like say uh, stores or shops or whatever. This is actually a major crafting um mechanic of the game so you would start off by having basic weapons and then you would try and improve those weapons by collecting certain items so for instance if you wanted to update your your mace your club you would have to go right it says you need to have south southern maple with a saber-toothed tiger skin and um, a bite fish so you'd have to go and find those things collect you know however many of them that you needed and then craft that weapon and so on with armor and weapons and, and, and gear. So it was, there is no shop per se. It is all crafting. You've got to craft everything. Do you get to do like the cosmetic side of things, make your own outfits and skins on your weapons and things like that? No, that's one of the things that was lacking with this Far Cry Primal game was you had a set character protagonist you had you had to set you like you could you didn't even see him like <laughs> if you got in your little owl and circled him you could kind of see him and there's a picture of him in one of the one of the menus which is just like a bearded guy and uh, you had no idea what he looks like bar that that he's got a, he's got dark hair he's got a beard he wears furs and then the spears and the weapons and whatnot you could see them in your like crafting thing but that was just one image and that was it you couldn't you couldn't change anything you just crap and done you crafted the weapon and that's what it so that was uh, something that was lacking as well you mentioned like you you don't really see the character does he talk much oh. is, is there much to do with vocals it's non-stop. Uh, yeah. So this whole, they've done a language. They've like, like it's like a, it's like a new language. Um, very kind of like, I, I can kind of speak to my two year old nephew in the language and he kind of laughs and giggles like he understands. Um, so it's a, it's a fictional language. And, um, if you do your research, it's based on the, like, a like a, as the word would be proto-Indo-European language. So, you can kind of understand ish what they're saying, but it's very much like Ujabagabuda, Gabobudu, it's a bit like Jabba the Hutt. Um, you know, you, you Winja, Abakida, Nazila, Nazila. 
uh, and it was it's it's a little bit addictive because then you you know I start calling the like the toy tigers from my nephew <laughs> like tigri 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 and then like the panther like pula pula and you, so I kind of it kind of comes along and then even roses my daughter is going you know ya para tinta as is one of the cry back like they have a cry like a war cry with like the the, the characters in there like Zena so it's um it's very yeah, it's yeah it's got like a the proper word would be a, a defined syntax and a structure to it. So it's actually it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings where he's made these people have made this language up, and every word it would be kind of different, and people would use the same word. And you can kind of catch up on that word. So the 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 storyline is whatever, but you have these characters and they just talk nonstop, and he'll he'll kind of speak out loud and he'll do you know wabazibada. And it's just like, this is a cool fucking language. Because there's, there's multiple tribes, right? Do mm. they all speak the same language or did they have to like create all these different languages? So in the story, there are the three tribes and they more or less speak the same language. You do have, they each have their own dialects that you don't pick up on. Uh, it's very, very, very kind of um, thin and far between because... You'll have characters, villains per se, that will speak Wenger. Oh, you speak Wenger? Like there is subtitles. Everything is subtitled because we can't fucking understand them. So everything's subtitled, and then they'll go, "Oh, you speak Wenger? Yeah, yeah, I speak Wenger. I understand you." And they'll be like, "All right, cool." So like the Udam, which is the northern tribe, the big furry dudes who eat 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 the cannibals. They eat the Wenger. They're soft blood. Uh, They'll have a guttural language very much like, and you don't really pick it up. There's no subtitles on that. And then the southern tribe, which is the Azila, which is like a fire tribe, very much, um, you know, like to sacrifice uh, the Winger uh, by burning them alive and all this kind of stuff. And they have a bit of a, like a higher pitched, kind of like, uh, um, I don't exactly know what it's like. A terrible rendition. But, uh, yeah, like, an interesting point was you'd go through the map and you'd, you'd kind of come across sacrificial areas and daughter would be watching and she'd be like, oh, what's that? And I'd be like, this is what they did, okay? They sacrificed people and then she'd, oh, they got to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they can't do that. They're going to die. You're going to kill them, Dad. I'm like, just, just calm down, all right? It's just a game. So it was um, interesting. They Like, they didn't really shy away from the graphics per se of, of people being, you know, eaten alive, burnt alive, kind of stuff like that. Um, we've talked a little bit about your character as well as um, the people in general, the tribes that you'd see. Mm. Uh, what about supporting characters? Is it, uh, are there many other memorable characters or? Not particularly. Like you'll go through and some of your missions throughout the game will be to find people, find major characters. Uh, and then throughout that, but they, they, they don't, that's it. They kind of, you, you meet them, you greet them, you might do a few kind of like uh, interactions with them, uh, but they're mostly absent from the game. Like if you're going through a mission, there's only a couple of missions that you'll actually have a person with you running through and going, hey, this is, you know, we need to do this and do that. But most of the time they send you off on a quest or whatever. Um, and you go back to them and you say, cool, blah, 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 blah. So you get a bit of a, you get a bit in the in the interaction stage, but you don't see them at all elsewhere. Like one of the mission would be uh, one of the, the females in there goes, I want, you need to go here and save the mammoths. 
You're like, okay, cool. You know, I will uh, meet and I'll, you know, help me out there. And you're like, okay, cool. I get to, I get to see a fight, but no, fucking, she's not there. So, um, it's a little bit uh, lacking. Did you find that it ruined your buy-in? So when I talk about buy-in, I'm talking about your investment into the game. Often the storyline, the characters that you meet and things like that will help you buy into the game and get immersed within it. Yeah. So with The Witcher, you have all these side characters and that mm. who aren't just like this token appearance. They're very detailed and they're constantly appearing. By not having that in this game, did it ruin your emotion, or is it, are you immersed because of the world and the other it things? It was a bit disappointing that you couldn't continue with them. Like you, you, you do a, you do all the stuff, all the requirements for a character, and then he go and sit by his tent that you've made with the with the ingredients that you've put together. And it's just like I'm holding this fucking world together. I build everything, and they just fucking mooch off me. Uh, but like, for instance, the main girl at the start, she, she's got something for fucking ears. She cuts off ears, like from Universal Soldier. Um, so you can kind of tell that she's been, uh, she's got like, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. So you kind of feel sorry for her. And then like, uh, there's another character who's like, son's been killed, um, by the Udam and you're like, I need, I want revenge. And you're like, fuck yeah, man, let's go get revenge. So there is a little bit of, of, of. Uh, camaraderie and actual connection with the characters but once that mission once you've done with that character that's it you don't you lose it's like you know the guy just sits in front of his tent and says thanks fucking a lot and that's it there's no there's no follow through so yeah so when I've played Far Cry uh, especially like number three um, which is before this uh, one of the big things that we had was the the camps and you take over these camps to try and control the map and defeat your enemies with the the tribes do you still have these camps or is it more focused on the animals there are camps there'll be uh, watchtowers or more or less bonfires that you go and claim uh, similar and there'll be outposts as well similar to the rest of the Far Cry's um, uh, they'll be scattered throughout the map. So if you take a bonfire out, it, it reveals more to you. Say, for instance, with number three of Far Cry, you'd have to climb the tower and then you'd turn the switch and then that would reveal locations. And this was very similar. It was kind of cool because you could, there was many ways, lots of mechanics you could go about, you know, either setting this bonfire on fire or you could uh, even an outpost you could do many different ways of attack um, uh, some of the times I was like you know what fuck this I'm just going to use the owl and you can upgrade the owl to have bombs and stuff that drops from above and he could tag enemies that your animals your companions could actually go in and attack so you didn't have to do anything I mean I hid behind trees many times and just sent the owl in and then sent the, you know, the other animals that you have with you to fucking take over a camp and boom it was done so yeah these uh particular thing with um i kind of miss from far cry 2 was where you take an outpost and you take an outpost and take an outpost now an and then you'd have a one in off chance that they would attack that outpost i think it kind of happened in far cry 3 as well which they would reclaim an outpost that kind of uh, was good in a sense that you could kind of you know hey i don't it's not just a it's not just a I conquer and that's it. You have to conquer and keep the peace. But in this game, it was just conquer and you had it everything. So uh, another small little thing was you have little missions in between, which they'd just be a random encounter, uh, and they'd be either like you know save your people from it being attacked by either animals, 
by enemies. If people were being kidnapped or something like being walked across, you kind of have to kill the the escorts and save the person. So that was that was constantly throughout the whole map, even if you know you conquered it. So that still happened. How did you find the combat? You talked about using the owl, and mm. we've briefly touched on like having maces and bows and arrows and that. How did you find it? Did it change a lot from the previous games? Uh yeah, I mean, most of it was, was combat, combat. So the old hack and slash, uh, you did have ranged combat, which was bows and throwable weapons. So you could do shards, which is just, you know, like a, like a dagger, but made out of stone. You would be, um, like it was, I mean, it was, it was, some of it was brutal because <laughs> it was great. Actually, one of the great things about it was you'd, you'd have a spear and you could throw the spear and you know, as I said before, you do headshots, so you get extra points if you shot stab through the through the spear through a guy's head. Now, that mechanic, you shot the guy, it went to his head, the spear goes into his head, he falls back, the spear is still in his head, and then you can go up to him and pick that spear back up. So it was really, really kind of good flowy kind of stuff. Like you be you be the only problem with say with the spear would be it's only is you have a heavy and a light attack. So you'd either just jab, 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 or you'd hold, pause, and jab. And same thing with the clubs. The, it was a very short. You had spear, club, and bows and arrows. And that was it. it you, you trio of weapons. You'd have um, a heavy club, a light club, a spear, that's it. And then you'd have a one bow, uh, a long bow, and then a, a, a dual shooting bow, which was just two arrows. Um so with combat, you'd have different tiers of enemies that would be different, difficult and easy, but it was very much simple. It was kind of just like whack, 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 whack. Uh, you would do ultimate damage if you hit them straight in the head, if they were a low-level character. Um, otherwise, you just kind of have a couple of hits and they were dead. So it was, it was, it was engaging. And you showed your daughter this. Yes, she actually she, <laughs> she likes hitting. She likes yeah. Um, I didn't really know about what to think of it when I first, I said, you know, I'll just try it out. And then she just kind of, she's cold, man. Like she's, she's been desensitized <laughs> to like, you know, I feel You're old saying that. Yeah. I've, I feel old saying this, like, you know, kids these days, they just, you know, she was, she's sometimes she's scary. Like she was eager for people to die. I was like, fuck. I'm just... Was it just the, was it just the people that she wanted to die or did she hate, like, did she enjoy killing she the animals? Ha- she as did well? everything. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you could uh, say, for instance, they had a day and night cycle, which which was done well. Um, and at night, you'd have, you know, ravenous packs of wolves or a tiger, saber-toothed tiger, or even cave, you know, lions. And, um, you know, you, uh, it was really kind of eerie because their eyes would glow yellow. And you'd see them in the distance and you'd like, either be wolves, you know, eyes coming at you. And you'd, the sounds were great because it just, you know, and you'd be like, fuck, there's a tiger around. Um, and yeah, she was like, fuck, kill him, kill him, go hit him. Uh, <laughs> she'd be like, get that tiger. I mean, that lion. I mean, that, that badger. Uh, you know, it was just, yeah. And some of the, like at the start of the game, you'd have to go and hunt particular animals. And... Um, Towards the end, you could actually uh, accumulate a, a, what do they call it? A bestiary of animals. And it would range from a small badger that was fucking hard to kill to um, a cave fucking bear. That was, that's, that's, that's a tank. So with these animals, you would, the mechanic of that was you had to throw bait 
They had to be interested. Then he had to slowly come up to them and go, Yamada, and tame them, which was a silly thing of just turning your wrist around and they smell you and you're cool. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd have these guys and, and they would come with you. You could ride uh, particular animals like the tiger and the bear. You could ride them because there was no... There is fast travel in the game. Um, but... Uh, most of the time, you're kind of like, yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll fast travel, and then I'll hop on the Tiger, and I'll go for a drive. So it replaced, you know, like the vehicle mechanic in other games. So what what kind of animals are we expecting in, in this game? Is it uh, just... So a... it ranges... Anything... You know, think of prehistoric animals. So you'd have the saber-toothed tiger, which... Um, you know, think of like Ice Age, right? You've got the mammoth. You didn't have, you didn't have sloths. Uh, you had wolves, which would be packs of wolves. Uh, you'd very rare to find a wolf by himself. You'd have you'd have a wide range of animals. Surprisingly, in a small kind of continent area, you'd have cave lions, different colours cave lions, different different types of wolves, badgers. These uh, kind of African dogs, I think, wild dogs or something like that. Uh, you'd have cave bears, brown bears. You know what was really fucking annoying? They actually had snakes that, you know, which was in Far Cry 3 and 4 and whatnot. Um, but the problem is, you can't, you can hear him, and you're like, where the fuck is this guy? And in the game, mechanics, every other game, you can tag animals uh, with a little icon above them. But the snakes, you just, they didn't allow you to tag it, and you're like, fuck you. So you'd be walking past, and this snake come out to get you, bite you on the arm, and then you'd have poison, and your health will go down. You're like, fuck you, cunt. And, um, I mean, I've killed a few snakes in my day, and they didn't die like actual snakes. Um, snakes wobble and flop and flop and flop and flop until, you know, uh, 10 minutes later when they actually die. You'd, you'd shoot this guy, and he'd just dead and you're like that's not how a snake dies (laughs) but yes uh, you'd have deer you'd have like all the uh, you'd have woolly rhinos um, which are a a punk to kill Uh, you'd have the mammoths which you can actually ride little female mammoths you could ride Uh, men adult bull mammoths would just fuck you up no matter what um, unless you're like on a rock and they can't get you and you just shoot them, set them on fire. Fire is a good mechanic in this game. Um, you can, you know, you can go to a, a torch that's just sitting there, set your weapon alight and either just walk around and burn people or throw it at somebody and, and burn them that way. What about, um, when I think about Far Cry, I think about the villains, yeah. um, you know, the antagonists for the storyline are normally really well done. Without going into the full storyline of that, how did you find the antagonist in this storyline? Uh, well, considering there is like two or three of them, uh, very lacking in memorabilia. Like it just, it was, okay, so like the female uh, antagonist for the Zilla tribe, you know, she has a few few interactions with you where she, you know, you can tell she's a bad guy. She's a bit of a bitch. Um, and then you kind of just kill her. And, you know, it leads up to it. She be, she's like a big boss fight. You have a few um, with, uh, well, I'll jump into the Udam guy. He's a big dude. You know, you kind of go through a few camps to get to him. Um, but it is a bit lackluster. Like, they don't actually have these grand kind of monologues where they tell you, you know, how, how great they are or what, uh, you know, they don't. These guys, you kind of are like, they've... 
there's no real hating them. Um, they are just doing their job. Yes, she's she's yeah, she's generic. They, I mean, yes, she's burning fucking people alive, and she's trying to bring about the end of the world. And yes, he's wanting to eat everybody, but yeah, you, you kind of like yeah, you don't really care what your storyline is. You know, it's not not engaging really. It's it's nothing well, nothing worth like a movie worth. It's they're just kind of generic and bland. You mentioned uh, before you're on your second playthrough of the mm. game. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Did you try the survival mode? I believe no, they added it uh, after launch as a, a patch. Have you seen much to do with that? No, no, I've not actually heard, I've done. I've not been game enough to do that. Um, that's. I think it was like very. It's. It's just like a realistic version of you know every other game you can't see where it's. It's easier to die. It's harder to heal. Uh, you don't get to tag animals and whatnot at all. It's very much a hardcore level. So it's um What about multiplayer? Did it did it do any no, multiplayer no. modes or that with this one? Surprisingly not. Um I mean, I think even Far Cry three had a multiplayer mode or a co op thing. But this one is just a single player campaign. That's it. Um which I think, you know, they could have done but um yeah, they decided not to, and I think they're you know, a little bit less for it. So they tried to stick with the gameplay. So, I mean, you, you're playing with your animals, so that's, I guess, you know, kind of multiplayer. Um, what about the sound of it? We talked a little bit about language in that. Um, how how does the atmosphere and sound come across in the game? Great. Um, there is no particular. Uh, music per se. That's not really a soundtrack that you can kind of pick out through your head. There is there is music sounds going through sometimes, but it's more to do with the vastness of the game. Like you could, like we kind of we were climbing a mountain and my daughter was watching, and uh, we, I kind of just I, I like looking over the scenery um, when I get into a good game and I just you know how's the serenity? I just like so we climbed this mountain. And you could see the, the vast, you know, the valley below and the mountains around it. And I was, I was just, I was just looking. And Rose, Rose says, to, "What are you doing?" Well, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the view. And she's, "Oh yeah, it's very beautiful." I said, "It is, you know, fucking." And while you're there, you know, you can you can hear the birds singing. Um, you can hear animals, you know, chattering away, and. You, know, you can hear the uh, the uh, predators. You know, rah, 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 rah. even even fucking eagles come and attack you. Uh, but like uh, this, you know, characters will talk to themselves as well throughout uh, the game. You'll have like the NPCs will have their own. They have their own dialects and they're talking. I mean, there's even you go into your village that you you run in your base of operation, and like one guy's just playing music on like a fucking hollowed out thing, and I'm like, this guy's just chilling. <laughs> he's just um, so yeah sound is is fantastic because even at night time you know you hear a an owl hooting and then you know and each the animals around you will be attacking and doing their own thing so you could just watch somebody and like I, I like to kind of uh, just watch bird, uh, bears and they'll they'll sniff around they'll chase some but they'll chase a deer or a goat or a boar uh, and they'll try and find honey and so it's a little micro world, you know. It's, it's it was it was very impressive. Did it change as you went to like different tribe to tribe? Like, did each area have its own like its own unique sound? Or 
Mm, yes and no. So you'd have like the sounds that the villagers, like the, you, 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 you know, the enemies would make. Uh, and but particularly, you wouldn't really have a major score through the film. It was all very much kind of uh, per if you made if you finished, if you did a completed a village or a mission, you would have sounds coming through. Uh, but that was it, really. I mean, most of the soundtrack was done with like percussion. Like it felt very, uh, felt like either kind of a bit of Aboriginal, um, Aztecish, like Mexican. Uh, you'd have, you know, you could do uh, if you were trying to attack a village or an outpost, and you made a, if you didn't, if you went stealthy, they would call a horn. They would blow on the horn, and reinforcements would be coming. So it was very much, um, you'd have a lot of sound through there, and so you'd have. Uh, yeah, a lot of it was just very, um, yeah, very tribal music whenever it did come through. Perfect. Well, I think we've covered a fair bit of this. If you were to give an overview of the game, how would you describe it and would you recommend it? Well, uh, it does take you back in time. Like it has a nice little uh, at the footage at the start, a montage of things going back in time to where it is at now. Um, it was it's, it was a great open world. It had uh, you know rolling plains, mount like momentous forests. Um, the gameplay was very very engaging and interesting. You'd be able to do a heck of a lot of things. Um, yeah, it made a change from not having to buy stuff. You actually had to make stuff, uh, and you couldn't really. It did lose its luster when it lost out on the whole character creations and, and actual uh, armory modifications and whatnot. Um, and the storyline wasn't that involved. It's not a it's not it's not a story a game for you to look at the story wise. It's a game for you actually to play, control animals and whatnot, jump around and shoot people with bows and arrows. Uh, it gives you a refreshing break from the old guns and glory games it um yeah don't expect to have fantastic villains don't expect to have amazing side characters it's just a one-man army kind of game where you are the one who is fixing everything and it's you know you're up to you you'll have little missions where people go oh can you do this and you're like well why don't you fucking do it but it's up to you to do it so <laughs> Yeah. Um, would you recommend it? I would. I would recommend it because it's a good I mean, I'm 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 playing it twice now. Uh it's a game I don't really do that often. Uh I just like I'm more of a medieval kind of man as most of the viewers or uh, listeners will know. I like to have the sword and board. I like to have the spears. I I like to have a break from from guns and glory every now and then. And it's a, it's a good break from that, and it, uh, you know, even for the the visual effect, uh, very remind similar to um, Far Cry Four, I think it was, where in, uh, we fighting off pagan Ming, and the Tibetan landscape was just just awe inspiring. I mean, you're always covered, surrounded by either water or mountains, uh, but it's just it's just a nice game uh, to play. Like you don't have to worry too much about storyline. You don't have to worry too much about what everyone else is doing, you just do what you want to do 
and if you do the missions then you progress through the game otherwise i mean i'm i'm going through this game and, and not really worrying about the mission too much i'm going through and doing all the minor stuff trying to get all the little collectibles and whatnot and just um just having a bit of fun with it not taking it seriously but uh it's a, it's a good like even it, I I do like a little mini history lessons with the daughter. I'm like, hey, so this is a saber tooth tiger, you know, this used to now it's died off, and then they you know killed off the mammoth, the mammoth are frozen. Look at this tar pit, and this is where you jump, and this is how you grapple. Uh, so it's um, and you're like, so this is how they did grain, and they cut it in bundles, and so it's a little bit of a history lesson too. So good. What games would you say this is like? Is would Far Cry like the other Far Cries be the closest to it, or would you say something like Horizon Zero Dawn, or what's what's closest to it? Well, considering I haven't really played Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, it's 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 you know in the family of the Far Cries, you have that very similar kind of mechanics. You, it's it's different in terms of the modernization. Um, you know, I mean, you could even hearken it to bloody uh, you know Skyrim, really. Uh, I mean, not the whole roleplay factor of it, but. I'd say it's very close to Far Cry. Uh, I still feel like I'm playing a Far Cry game. Um, I mean, yeah, it could be similar to a Horizon Zero Dawn or an Ark thing where you have to collect and collect uh, a little bit like Conan Exiles, where you just have a character you've got to, you've got to, you've got to mine, you've got to kind of, you know, collect stone, collect timber, collect furs, collect this, and then you can craft, and you can craft this, and then you've got to make this, but you've got to find that rare flower to make this potion so that you can you know heal yourself it's um a bit simpler than you know all the choices you get say if you play you know a call of duty game or whatever where you can you can mix the match whatever guns you want stuff like that it's very much um a little bit of a narrow narrow game where it's just this is what you've got this is what you can upgrade to and that's that that's all you need to do perfect all right. Well, thank you for sharing uh, a fair bit of knowledge in the end on this one. Hey, well, that's right. True, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a good game. I liked it. I like it still. Well, if you're listening, uh, leave some comments. Let us know what you thought of the game. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Mike, for joining us. No problem. Anytime. Uh, everyone listening, if you can like, subscribe, all the usual, you know where to find us, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, all those fun places. Uh, we look forward to the comments. You have been listening to the Soap Podcast. Join us again soon for another episode. And don't forget to hit us up on all the social media platforms because we love hearing from you. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>